0: Welcome, everybody, to your all time favorite podcast in the world, and arguably the most useful podcast in existence, Persuasion School. My name is Jake Savage. I'm joined by the lovely, beautiful, famous, legendary. Hello, everyone. Alexa Savage, my wife.
1: Famous?
0: Yeah. I think you're famous. Oh, thank you. Famous in this house. <laughs> um, if, it's, if this is your first time here, so grateful to have you. You can learn a little bit about me on whatever platform you're listening to. Quick snapshot though I'm a former door to door salesman, knocked on about 100,000 doors, then helped build a sales company with a team of amazing people. My job there was to build and train a team of salespeople around the nation. And I was the president there for the past three years. We hit some fun milestones like Inc. 500, fastest growing companies in the nation. We made that list a couple times. And then in this year, I launched my own consulting business because I really wanted to pursue my calling of fighting human trafficking. So now I help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations uh, by leveraging corporate sales methods. So that's what I'm doing. And then, of course, through this podcast, We're teaching the masses, teaching the masses, everybody, how to get more of the things that you want in life using more, 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 all this sales knowledge and experience that I've accumulated now over 15 years. So we put that together with some fun psychology, some fun neuroscience, and we help you get more of what you want in life. Things like raises, deals, dates, donations, um, discounts, how to negotiate. What else?
1: Uh, uh, how to persuade your teacher into giving you oh, the better grade, ho, ho, ho.
0: Wh- which I have done. So that Didn't works. Also, I, I actually had to do that. That was my only way of getting good grades.
1: Or you could tap into the computer like you did that
0: one time. A couple times, pulled some Ferris Bueller things. Um, but that's a different story that we probably won't tell on <laughs> <Yeah>. this podcast. <laughs> But, uh, and also fun fact today, we had another person. I keep getting messages from people who listen to the show, letting me know that they tried what they learned from the episodes and they got a raise. A couple of weeks ago, we had a woman who had listened to the show. She actually submitted a question for our Monday Q and a series. Her company was giving 1% raises across the board. That was the, uh, like the limit, I guess, the policy. The cap. Yeah, the cap. And then she she utilized uh some of the we had a few episodes where we went deep into how to negotiate raises. She utilized all that. She got a six percent salary raise, salary increase for herself. So clap it up to her. We're calling her Sarah as a Woo-hoo! pseudonym here, so she can remain anonymous. So
1: it went from one to six. She's one
0: percent to six percent, six times what the policy is. Wow. Because she used uh information from persuasion school and then This morning, a different woman, we'll call her uh, Mary as a pseudonym, she negotiated a 35% raise immediately and then it will be a 40%, it will go up to 40% at the end of the year Uh, after this organization that she had been working for, for I think over eight years now, had refused to give her a raise at all, Uh, so boom. There you go. Way
1: to go! That's yeah. awesome. She deserves.
0: So all these people obviously deserve these things. Uh, they're hard workers, but maybe when it just comes down to communicating it, that can be really difficult. Especially communicating it with somebody that's your boss or you know in a leadership position or above your weight class, so to speak. How do you go into these conversations confidently, get what you want? So uh, that's been really fun. That's what we do here on the show. So today's Wednesday. It's informal. We're trying whiskey. It's called mm-hmm. Whiskey Wednesday. Alexa and I chat about things going on in my life usually. she'll bring up an idea and then we'll uh we'll explore it while trying either a new whiskey or sipping on one of one of our favorites sipping on I'm not a connoisseur, but I've always loved uh whiskey, especially bourbon now rye I'm getting real into rye. I like scotch too. alexa's yes. starting to come around
1: um yeah I mean I think it's I think it's fun
0: yeah I fun liked to try your,
1: I liked your whiskey drink you had the other night when we went out to dinner. you got that.
0: Oh, yeah. Kind of like a whiskey sour type of thing meets old-fashioned. It was so good. It was good stuff. So that's Wednesday. Thursday, we have our normal episode where either I've put together something that will help you become a more effective communicator based on 15 years in sales or, again, psychology and neuroscience. Or I've interviewed somebody amazing doing awesome things. We learn from them how they communicate effectively. And then Mondays, we have Monday Q&A. So if you have a question you want answered, fire it over. Find me on Instagram. It's at Jake Savage. Or you can just go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com. All right. So we're going to try this whiskey. Alexa is going to throw out the topic. What did we talk about last Wednesday? I think it well, was...
1: Well, before we hop into that, I think we should give the the listeners a little update because we're recording from a new spot.
0: Brand today. new studio. We bought a house.
1: We did, but we are currently in our closet and You're I got to saying that like admit, it's a bad thing. No, I'm... I'm Trying to think of what I'm gonna say next. I gotta admit, I like it. I like okay. it a lot. Okay. Although okay. We're very we're very packed in here. Yeah. Like Jake and I are shoulder to shoulder.
0: I'll I'll work on it. I actually ordered. They should get here today. I ordered 50 of those cool soundproofing pads to uh, pack this out. It's kind of like a mini walk-in closet with a seat. So we've got a full-blown recording studio
1: yeah. built in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To our condo, it's a little uh, row home in the beautiful Alexandria, Virginia, mm-hmm. the new promised land. I've been calling D.C. the promised land, but Promised Land moves to wherever we are. Promised Land is mobile. That's why it took people 40 years to find it. So, and now it's here.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. So today, whiskey, we have from a Virginia distillery. Where is this? Uh, I don't know. VHW?
0: Yeah, Virginia, the port cask. So this looks like port cask finished whiskey. No E from the great commonwealth of Virginia. Oh, I like that. Do you? Okay, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Oh, my goodness. It's like a bourbon blended with a scotch.
1: Whoa.
0: I think it, it said somewhere on there.
1: Oh, yeah. On the That's little real that little box, it
0: had like a more of a scotch. Scotch blend finished in a bourbon barrel or something. Oh wait, Lynchburg. Lovingston, Virginia. I don't know where that is. Okay. Anyways, it passes the test.
1: Good job, Lovingston. They're not
0: sponsoring this, but they should be. They should. And that's that's good whiskey. Also right after coming yeah, out of a okay. swim workout. You're fine. Time trial today.
1: Okay. How did your swim trial go?
0: It went very well. I uh I crushed my last record, which was a shot. <laughs>
1: Good, good, good. So, okay, so let's get on topic today. Whiskey Wednesday, a little informal. I wondered if you could tell the listeners about Race to Rescue last year. Yeah. And you. how that unfolded and just the idea of it and everything. Yeah. Just, just take us back.
0: It was around this time last year that we started actually getting the ball rolling with that. So, good time. Been a full year pretty much.
1: I think my body just knew, felt it.
0: That it had been a year. It's been a year, yeah. And it was time. Yeah, all right. So if anybody here that has been listening for over a year or maybe has followed me on social media, you saw what happened last year. And that was actually the catalyst for my new career, my new entrepreneurial endeavor in nonprofit consulting. So we essentially launched this virtual fundraising event and campaign that was way more successful than I could have ever dreamed of. And I should have dreamed bigger in the start. Taught me to dream bigger, that's for sure. And uh, that started getting the gears turning for uh, my new line of work, basically. But all right, so anyways, flashback a year ago, quarantine is really starting to pick up. The pandemic is ramping up and uh and it's getting real and it's getting serious and it's getting grave really for a lot of us that were uh that were under quarantine. I know that was a difficult situation for for a lot of people around the country, around the world. So I'm on a run because we were allowed to still get out and run. And so I'm on a run and I'm thinking about all of these people being held in their homes and it's a mandate. So not gonna get into If it was against your will, whether you wanted to be quarantined or didn't want to be quarantined, that's not the point here. The point was that there was a mandate where we were supposed to stay in our homes, whether you liked it or not. And so I'm thinking about that while on this run. And, you know, Alexa and I, if you listen to this show for a while, you've heard that we're both passionate about fighting human trafficking. Something that's been on our minds and hearts for about ten years now, since uh, since the trip to Eastern Europe, where we, uh, I guess, became aware of the realities, and now we've been involved here uh, locally in the U.S. and even with some some DC-based stuff, which is cool. And Alexa is a trauma therapist, and we're both pursuing this path, pursuing this path, uh, but it all stemmed from that trip ten years ago. So, anyways, I'm on this run. I'm I'm thinking about. Quarantine, and then just it, sort of this light bulb went off that it was there was this connection between people who are trafficked or held somewhere against their will. They don't have the freedom. They don't have the ability to choose whether or not they want that. So if you're somebody that was against quarantine, great, you had somewhat of a choice. If you want to take it that direction, we're we're talking about a people group that did not have a choice. So, yeah. Or
1: like even if you were following quarantine lines or guidelines or whatever, you were still able to like get out and go to the grocery store or go for a run, you know, like yeah. it was just the essential things.
0: Yeah. Do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no matter what it was, it was this small new sense of empathy, I think for people that are under those types of circumstances for years on average, you know, there's uh labor trafficking is a serious issue, of course, uh, here in the U S and worldwide. Uh, but I'm not as educated on that. Alexa and I have spent more time educating ourselves on sex trafficking. And on average, a victim of sex trafficking will be held captive for five to seven years, uh, depending on the circumstances. And so for us, you know, we've got this quarantine. We don't know how long it's going to last, but it's it's obviously n- not anywhere on the same spectrum whatsoever. But, it, you know, throughout our those 10 years of being passionate about fighting trafficking and trying to talk about it and raise awareness, it is a. It's usually an issue that's so far outside of most people's peripheral that they can't connect with it, you know. And I've I, I had tried to to tackle fundraising efforts in the past for it, and it's really difficult to get people to care. Not that people don't care, you know. Even people with great hearts and that want to make an impact, uh, it it can be difficult for them to to empathize with the severity of trafficking, mm-hmm. just because again, it's it's so far away. And most of us think that it's happening in, in other countries, uh, but it's, you know, it's $150 billion industry. So it's the fastest growing criminal industry, second largest criminal industry in the world, extremely prevalent here in the U.S. So even so, it still feels like it's far away and it's tough for people to grasp.
1: Yeah. What's the statistic I heard Tim Ballard say, or the it's $150 billion, mm-hmm. which just to put that into like everyday terms, you could buy. Did you hear this on the one podcast? Yeah. You can buy every Starbucks franchise, every NBA team. You can oh, purchase, yeah. And then every, I can't remember if it's every child in America. You could send every child in America to college for four years. Yeah. That's just how to put it into perspective.
0: It's wild, the amount of money that it's making. I mean, 150 billion is more than the the GDP of some entire countries. So this is this is a big deal. Um, but even so, most people aren't aware of it or whatever. And then even if you tell them, it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm more concerned about other things closer to home. Right. And that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but so anyways, with this quarantine, I was on this run and I started thinking, wow, like for the first time ever, maybe, maybe people will get it, you know, being held somewhere against their will. And I'm a runner and just into exercise and stuff. So I was I was uh, signed up for some events last year that got canceled because of COVID. So I'm running and I'm thinking, okay, other people have were probably are, you know, thousands of people, I'm sure, were signed up for events like 5Ks, 10Ks, all the way up to marathons, triathlons, whatever, that they had been training for and were probably canceled. What if I held some like virtual, you know, race that we made a fundraiser and we did it to to fight uh like rescue victims that were that were trafficked or whatever was the idea. Originally I had titled it the race against quarantine, not realizing that that would be political for some people but obviously it did become political but the idea was like race against captivity was Mm -hmm. was my intention even though i had titled it something that became a little bit um sticky yeah sticky yeah yeah yeah. but my my intention was race against captivity and and i started this because i was chatting with some buddies that worked for anti-trafficking organizations And they said they had put their fundraising efforts on hold because they felt it was inappropriate to ask people for money during the pandemic. And I understand that logic, of course. But I was thinking, man, with with the quarantine, maybe people will get it. People will be more inclined to give. Mm -hmm. People that have never given before might now because they'll understand what it's like to be held somewhere against their will. I'm going to go for it. Even though some of these other organizations are on pause, I'm going for it. And so made some videos, started putting together a game plan, set a date, started inviting people and built a GoFundMe page. And so it quickly snowballed into like a $500 event. We had a handful of people sign up, then a thousand, then 2000 then 2500, then 3000. I got up to about 75 people that had committed to run this thing. And we were and we had brought in $4,000 just on our own, like through, through uh, pumping this out on social media and me hitting people up, which was really cool. I mean, to be able to raise four grand from people and that we're also going to run and some people weren't going to run, but they said, "Not, nah, I get it because of quarantine. Like I'll, I'll definitely contribute, which was really cool. So that starts to happen. And then I had no idea, but a, a global anti-trafficking organization that employs thousands of people, like this is a big group, Saw my videos on LinkedIn and social media and said, wow, this is cool and surprising that it's working. And, you know, this is just one guy with this virtual race idea. We're a a global, you know, multi million dollar organization with celebrities and pro athletes that endorse us. What if we blew this race up? And really tried to just, uh, you know, leverage our our size and see if we could get some serious momentum behind it. So they reached out to me, said, hey, can we adopt this idea? It would just become ours, but you could help us sort of uh, like shepherd it, which is the fancy, maybe Christian way of saying it. you won't really do jack jack with it. But, um, but we're going to have you just along for the ride. And I said, whatever, just as long as it gets in front of more people and uh and we can really make an impact here and i said yeah absolutely so they changed the name to race to rescue which was more politically correct and they got pro athletes on board which is so exciting like the pitchers the main pitcher from the dodgers clayton kershaw i think is his Mm -hmm. name yeah um there were some i think a couple celebrities like models that got involved um Man, I can't remember if there were, but oh, and then there were a few other NFL players. I'm not a sports guy, people, I wish I had their names down, but Clayton Kershaw, I remember for sure. So it's just super exciting. Over 660 people ran, and then in the end, over $330,000 came through. And this was all just like a an idea I had while on a run, which was pretty wild. So,
1: well, and that 330000 funded how many operations? Oh, my
0: goodness. <clears throat> Yeah, that part is is unbelievable. So this organization, they have all types. Can you
1: say their name? I think you could.
0: I guess, yeah, I guess we probably could. Yeah, it's International Justice Mission if you want to look them up. Um, Great organization. And uh, Alexa has interned there before. They're based right. here in DC. What's that? I said they're great. Yeah, they are great. And um, so they have all types of preventative measures, like prevent pre- prevention. They do have some rescue missions where they've partnered up with you know investigators and law enforcement in various countries. Then they have uh, restoration projects, and it- it's actually a group that was started by lawyers to help change the legislation in these countries where uh, crimes like trafficking hadn't been criminalized yet. Obviously, the country recognized that it was uh, a horrible activity, but there was no legislation in place yet. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but there was no legislation in place yet to to criminalize it. So that's what IJM's main intention was. And so uh, they do have these rescue initiatives where they will do the full-blown raids where they go in and uh you know to these trafficking rings and and rescue tons of children or whomever it might be that are captivated it tends to be children uh, involved in these rescue missions and
1: women women it, and children women
0: too. and children yes yeah. so ultimately that $330,000 from the race to rescue last year in 2020 funded 49 rescue missions which is insane That's so awesome so awesome um,
1: and they're doing, are they doing it again this year?
0: Race they're race doing year? it again this year, which is cool. So they are turning it into an annual event. Yeah. So
1: it's a virtual event. It is I mean- a
0: virtual event. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of obviously the pandemic and stuff, but really fun story. And, and that is what sparked my idea. I had been wanting for a couple of years to become a sales trainer. Um, cause that was essentially my job as I was training salespeople, you know, for, for the company I was working with. And then I I wanted to become a sales consultant and be able to just help people master this craft everywhere. But once the race to rescue happened, it was sort of this light bulb moment. Personally, for me, I felt like God was involved. I am a believer in God. All good. If you don't, we still love you. But, uh, I felt that, uh, that it was kind of a God thing and, uh, God was like, yo, this is the plan. The other plan you had is not the plan. This is the plan teach the same principles of salesmanship, uh, but to nonprofit fundraising teams, especially in the anti-trafficking space. So donations can continue to roll in pandemic or no pandemic. And this good work can continue to rescue people that are in crazy circumstances around the globe. So for me, it was all, it was definitely this like paradigm shift. Um, You know, I, I had known for a decade that I felt like my calling or what I was supposed to do was fight trafficking, but I didn't know how. So I was just continuing down my sales sales and business career. Uh, but in the pandemic, everything became clear. And those, my craft and my calling, like finally emerged. And it was this great light bulb moment, tons of fun. But got to say a couple of things. One, you know, like I said, I do believe in God. I believe that some higher power was involved in turning that little race idea I had into a national campaign with over 600 runners, a couple celebrities, a couple pro athletes, getting them involved. I'm not going to take the credit for that. Um, but what I, what I will take the credit for is at least take an action on the idea. You know, originally I could have just thought about it while on the run and came home and said, Oh yeah, I had this cool idea, but whatever, I'm busy or it probably won't work. Or uh, you know, what if I put out these videos to get this virtual race and nobody signs up. How embarrassing would that be? But thankfully, salesmanship has taught me that uh, you got to keep going even when you get rejected. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to rejection. I'm not fully, I haven't fully overcome the fear of rejection, but I'm used to it. And uh, it's it's part of life at this point. So I am thankful I went for it. And that's probably a good takeaway for people is if you've got an idea, but you're worried, you know, about looking vulnerable or if people think it's stupid or it's not going to work, who cares?
1: Dream big. Dream
0: big. Just freaking go for it. Bigger. The worst that happens is somebody says no, whatever. You tried it. And you'll say, hey, I'm glad I tried it. It failed, but I went for it. Yeah. And you I, don't have to wonder. You don't have to wonder. And I've had a lot of ideas that have failed. uh, Plenty. So this was just one that happened to work. Um. So anyways, I would say that wraps it up, huh? Yeah. That yeah. was
1: great. If you're interested, check out Race to Rescue.
0: Yeah. You can just Google race to rescue IJM and it will come up. Um, Other than that, last three things to close out here. One, a survey is live on the site. If you fill it out, it's a huge help to us just because we can better know you, our audience and continue making the show literally your favorite show. That is the goal. We're striving for that. Uh, Two ratings and reviews. If you've gotten value from the show, Like you're one of those people that tried something and you're closing more deals if you're in sales or you are winning more donations if you're a fundraiser or you negotiated a raise, or you're getting people to go on dates with you or some people are reaching out just saying they feel more confident in their conversations with individuals. Awesome. If you've gotten value, you can help other people get the same when you write a review because it's not just for my ego. The algorithm will, through those reviews, bubble persuasion school on up to the top, more people see it, more people try it, more people get the same good things that you got. It doesn't have to be you know, a, a full story or paragraph on the review either, by the way, people. You can just say... One-liner. One-liner. Type in a one-liner, make it quick. Uh, last thing, obviously, this, we, we I don't know if we've dedicated a whole episode before to trafficking, but we are passionate about it.
1: Anti-trafficking. An, yeah,
0: anti anti. If you're one of those people that uh, want to get involved, but you never knew how, well... There are a million ways to get involved, so we don't want you to have paralysis by analysis. Go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com. You can donate there. It's a pass-through. Every cent that you give goes straight to our partners here in the U.S. US and abroad that are working to fight the good fight against trafficking. So you don't have to do all the research and homework. Obviously, go for it if that's your thing, but if you want to just help without uh, without doing that, extra work, you can donate straight through the site or just buy a shirt. The shirt I'm wearing in the cover arm. Trust me, I'm a salesman. We have trust me, I'm a saleswoman, too.
1: Yes. We're working on baby and
0: dog lines. Oh, yeah, awesome. baby and a dog line. Alrighty. Have an amazing Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for listening. Stay baller. We'll catch you on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.